Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Today I want to talk of Christmas. And the title of my message, I put the title together, The Gift That Takes a Lifetime to Unwrap. Last Sunday, I made mention earlier, or last Wednesday, I guess it was, Wednesday morning we had Christmas because we left on Thursday to come home. So we had Christmas with um, my granddaughter. It was the first time that she unwrapped gifts. So that's, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun watching her. First of all, she wasn't going to touch that gift because she always told, don't touch the paper. Well, now she was allowed to touch it and rip it, and she was really confused. So uh, just watching her work through that confusion, going, is this okay? And then looking up, thinking she was in trouble. And then realizing, you know, I could rip everybody's paper. Uh, was exciting. And going through the gifts and opening the gifts, uh, one after the other, uh, was a delight. An absolute, an absolute delight. So a week from now, there will be a lot of anxious boys and girls getting up and ripping open some gifts. I've always found that when I was younger, um, you know, the anticipation sometimes didn't live up to the day. <laughs> you know, you just, and then after the last gift is ripped open, you just kind of, hmm, I have to wait another year for this. You know, remember that? Remember those feelings? Uh, so I want to talk today the gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. There are so many tr- Christmas traditions. Even amongst us here, multiple traditions. And I really enjoy hearing the traditions, what families do from traditions, what comes maybe your parents did, and how you celebrate at Christmas, whether the week of or Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or the week following Christmas. The different traditions. I came across some of the traditions, and uh, one of them is uh, a family that... uh, collects nativity scenes from around the world. And they found that in the nativity scenes from different countries, like for instance, some countries, the wise men went to see baby Jesus. They traveled on a donkey, three wise men on donkeys. Another country, though, the wise men were on camels. And in another country, the wise men were on elephants. It all depends what country, how the wise men traveled. We're not told how they traveled. So they had the wise men to travel in whatever was custom to their particular culture. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, as well, that um, one of them, they neglect nativity scene, and that is the centerpiece of their home. And then on Christmas morning, they keep baby Jesus out of the manger until Christmas morning. And they said their kids just delighted getting up Christmas morning to see if Jesus was in the manger. And what mom and dad would do is they'd put Jesus in the manger for Christmas morning. I thought that was kind of cool. And they'd get up and see Jesus has come. I thought that's a great way to celebrate Christmas. Another person has what they call an orphan dinner on Christmas Day. And an orphan dinner was they were single and they couldn't get home for Christmas. They didn't have family for Christmas. So they felt like an orphan on Christmas morning. So they invited everybody else who couldn't get to be with their families. And they all got together at this person's place, and they brought a dish, and the person prepared meat, and they'd all get together and celebrate Orphan Christmas. There's an interesting tradition. Orphan Christmas. Maybe some of these are ideas for us. Another one I particularly liked was the Christmas prayer chain. 
What they did as a family, they got slips of paper, red and green, and they wrote a name, the family wrote name, one name on each slip of people they knew, people in their church, people in their school, people they work with, family, friends, people they knew, 25 of them. And they would take these and they would uh, uh, roll them up and, and tape them and make a chain out of them. And then they would wrap the Christmas tree with this chain. And on December 1st, starting December, they'd take the first one off. And as a family, they'd pray for that person. And then December 2, they'd take the next one. And then it was always exciting as they, they wound their way around to Christmas Day. The last one was Christmas Day. And they took the last one off and prayed for those people. I think that's a tremendous Christmas tradition. So different traditions that are used to celebrate Christmas. Did you know? Did you know that uh, in Ukraine, an artificial spider and web are included in the Ukrainian Christmas trees? Artificial spider and web. A spider web found on a Christmas morning is believed to bring good luck in the Ukraine. There you go. I didn't know that one. Did you know Charles Dickens... Initial choice for Scrooge's statement where he says, Bah humbug. Remember that? He actually, his original was Bah Christmas. I'm kind of glad they took that part out and made a humbug. Bah humbug. Uh, did you know Nova Scotia, our province, is the leading world exporter of lobster, wild blueberries, and the Christmas tree? And did you know that in 1891, San Francisco, they were seeking cash to pay for a charity event, so they put a pot on the street, and it became the first Salvation Army collection kettle. 1891, San Francisco. And did you know the abbreviation for Christmas? And I've been, I've been reamed out on this one, because oftentimes at Christmas, I'll just shorten it. When I'm writing something quick, I'll just put Xmas, and it's been... <laughs> That's evil to put X, but it's actually not. Um, the abbreviation X, Christ in Greek is C-H-I, C-H-I, and it's identical to our X in Greek. So it comes from X must. So it's not sacrilegious to actually put, it actually is the Greek X, chai, must for Christmas. So I feel better now <laughs> when I put it down. The gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. Father in heaven, I just ask that you would help us to enjoy for the rest of our lives unwrapping this precious gift. Lord, it's, uh, it's not over. Uh, and it's not something that will one day begin. It's already begun and we are in the middle of some credible unwrapping. Lord, I pray that even this morning you would help us to appreciate what it is to grow this Christmas in you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most incredible times of the year, and it can be difficult picking gifts. You know, what do I get somebody who has everything? Have you said that to yourself? What do I get somebody who has everything? Um, and many will, again, a week from now, be uh, gifts with bows on them and tinsel and pretty ribbons and Expensive paper and sometimes just newspaper and, uh, and or in bags. Now it's the big thing. You just pop it into a bag and it saves you having to wrap anything. And, um, or a gift card, that's easy. You just pop it in an envelope and really not a whole lot behind that. 
Uh, as my daughter tells me, it's in the presentation, Dad. <laughs> because I would skip the presentation. And she's, no, 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 no. It's in the presentation that I feel appreciated. So you better take the time to wrap the gifts and put nice pretty bows and ribbons on it because it's the presentation that counts. So um, this morning I want you to go with, with you with me in Matthew chapter 1. We're going to read that text, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Speaking of Joseph. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you, will, you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Could you say that together with me? Because he will save his people from their sin. Say it together. Because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him, everyone, Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Chapter 2, verse 1, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. I want to talk about the gift that was given is an instant gift. When he was born was not the consummation because the birth of Christ was leading up to 30 years where his suffering would consummate our eternal salvation. When Jesus rose from the dead, he finalized once and for all. Finalized it. Finalized. I mean, just get that into your heart. He completed what for 4,000 years had been undone. 4,000 years. And Jesus, when he rose from the dead, it is finished. Instant gift. When he came as the Messiah, that was the beginning of that gift. What celebration in the gift of Christ that day. Matthew chapter 1 says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because, here it is, he will save his people from their sins. The purpose of his coming was to save us from our sins. Praise God. Praise God. John 1, 12. Yet to all who receive him, to those who? To all who receive him. To all who receive him. There's a condition. To all who receive him. How do we do that? By faith in Christ. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, not, not everybody is children of God. We are all part of God's creation, but we're not all children of God. Those, read it, to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right, that's the right, in the name of Jesus, the right to become 
a child of God. Go ahead and take a look at the person next to you. If they're a man and they're a Christian, or if they're a woman and they're a Christian, say, you're a daughter of Jesus. You're a son of Jesus. Go ahead and tell them that. Go ahead and tell them. If they're a Christian, okay, you've just testified. Now, because they're a daughter and they're a son, guess what? You're brothers and sisters. You're brothers and sisters. Back in the day when I was in Bible college, this is kind of funny. Uh, so last two weeks, we went to uh, Punta Gorda First Baptist Church. First Baptist Church of Punta Gorda down in Florida. That's where our kids, uh, my daughter-in-law is worship director of the church there, and my son uh, is head of the band. And they, um, uh, so the pastor there is Bill. And I just really, really like Bill. Bill and I would be buddies if we lived next to each other. He's 71 years old. He's just stepping back um, next month from senior position of pastoring that church uh, to be an administration person. And I, Lori and I bless him, bless him every time. We just want to hug him and kiss him because uh, he's a little, little guy. Um, because um, It's because of him. Our kids, our kids are doing well with God. It's because of him. Uh, he just reached out to them and loved on them and cared for them. And, and so we think the world of him. And, and so I call him Brother Bill. Brother Bill kind of rolls nice. And they think that's the funniest thing down there. Brother Bill. They don't know what to think. They, it's Pastor Bill. They correct Pastor Bill. And I go, no, he's my Brother Bill. And they like, Brother Bill, come on over. And, and I haven't got him yet calling me Brother Wayne yet, but, uh, but we are brothers and sisters in Jesus. This is the point. Instant gift. It's an instant gift. When you receive Christ, it's an instant gift. Salvation. When you open your heart and invite him to the Lord, instantly his spirit dwells within you, and the instant gift is an instant gift of eternal salvation. Praise God. Instant gift. So uh, you don't deserve it. You don't earn it. Today, there might be gifts that are under the tree or next week that will be unwrapped, but will be that will be unwrapped for Christmas. But this gift has already been given to us by God. It's an instant gift. It's available today. Listen, if you've not received the gift of Christ as Lord, receive him today. Do as John 1.12 said. Receive him. Believe in his name that you have the right to be son and daughter of God. Praise the Lord. But it's not only an instant gift. It's a gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. Hmm. Luke chapter 2 verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him. Well, there he was. He was wrapped. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. When Jesus was born that day in the town of Bethlehem and he was wrapped in claws to keep warm after having been born, swaddling clothes. You would have to unwrap that and put clothes on him. As he got bigger, you had to keep finding new clothes to fit him. And it's a lifetime, though. It's a lifetime to unwrap this gift this Christmas. May you discover... Every single day, the joy of unwrapping the gift of Jesus. Mm. You'll never get tired of it. You'll never get to the end of it. Just when you've discovered something, there's something new to unwrap again. Spend a lifetime unwrapping the gift that we've been given. Every day I wake up, I get to unwrap another part of this precious gift. 
Today I discover Emmanuel. Tomorrow I discover that he is the great I am. And every day there's a new discovery that I didn't know and didn't fully comprehend the day before. He's God's gift to us. And you will spend the rest of your life unwrapping him. Do it. Discover the joy of unwrapping this gift every day. There's so much we can learn so much we can experience. I'm really thankful we did the song. I hadn't realized we were going to do Mary, Did You Know? I mean, really, Mary, Did You Know? Did you know when you wrapped him in the swaddling clothes that you and Joseph would spend the rest of your lives discovering more about Jesus every day? And could she have ever begun to comprehend that after she would go to the grave, the generation after would unwrap him every day, discovering something brand new. And that a hundred years later, they'd be still unwrapping. And a thousand years later, they'd be still unwrapping this gift. And 2,000 years later today, we're still unwrapping the gift. Mary, did you know? It was 11 years ago, we were just talking about this last week with my son and daughter-in-law that they were dating 11 years ago and The church they were in in St. Catharines asked them to put together a spoken word. She's a singer. He's uh, he does uh, he used to do rap at that time, if you can imagine. He used to do rap and and did what calls spoken words. And so they did a spoken word to the tune "Mary, Did You Know?" And they filmed it at three o'clock on the streets of St. Catharines eleven years ago. This is while they were dating. Uh, They just celebrated two weeks ago. We were there as they celebrated their tenth anniversary. It was a year before they had just begun to see each other. And they began to celebrate. And I thought, uh, some of you saw it. We saw it again last year, but some haven't. I uh, thought maybe it'd be a delight just to, as we unwrap, it takes a lifetime. The experience of things that we can just spend a lifetime unwrapping. Let's watch this together, if you would. season I'm reminded of the past over 300 messianic prophecies came to pass with the birth of a child both God and man our deliverer of sin born with a battle plan sin waged war in our lives since the day of our birth but now the deliverer our rescuer has come to break that curse that which has separated us from the father on this earth is about to be defeated by the coming of our king and lord oh mary did you know did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water mary did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed he made an appeal to the father our judge by his death on our behalf 
Satan never anticipating the aftermath. The chains are broken, the captives are set free. The oppressed and depressed can lift their heads cause we are free indeed. Our redemption sealed by the blood through the sacrifice of the one born to die so that you and I can find the life he died for to ensure forevermore the cure for death. Oh Mary, did you know? Did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little of God, oh Mary, did you know? It is finished, my debt is paid in full. Can I ever fully grasp what it took to save this soul? But I will lift my head and I will bear my cross. I've been sanctified by the blood so Satan can count his loss. The victory's mine by birthright, reborn in his name. Authority over evil because of the price that he paid. I see the heavens open wide and seated at the right hand of God. He's the one and only son, the rescuer of the world. Amen. Point is, is it takes a lifetime to unwrap that. A lifetime. You will spend all your days into your old age, and you will only have begun to unwrap who Jesus is. That's exciting. A lifetime to unwrap. 1 Corinthians 2. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love me. He'll blow your mind. Just when I think I've just learned something, he blows my mind the next day. Something I learned anew. Is he blowing your mind? Is there something that is just causing you to want to get up the next day because you're learning something brand new? If not, why not engage in that? Open your heart. Seek him because just let that gift keep unwrapping. It takes a lifetime to unwrap. It's instant Yet it takes a lifetime to unwrap. Thirdly, it's a gift of enormous value. 1 Corinthians 9, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Indescribable. Who can know its worth? Who can begin to put a price on a gift that God gave us? God gave us. God gave us his son. 
Who can put a price tag on that? Indescribable worth. The wise men understood this. When they went to visit that little child, they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's all they had. And they knew it didn't even begin to touch the worth of the gift. Sometimes we think we're doing God a favor by showing up on Sunday. (laughs) Or by doing something in our Christian discipline. We think we're doing God a favor. But his gift will far surpass anything I'll ever begin to give back. It's enormous value, the gift of Christ. What can ever compare? I die, but I'll never die. I suffer, but one day I'll suffer no more. Today I cry, but one day the tears will be wiped away for eternity. Today I feel pain. Brother Bruce, we might feel pain today, but tomorrow will be pain-free for eternity. Praise God. Forever, forever, we're free. We can live eternally with him. It's an indescribable that's why the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 1, in Ephesians 2, in Ephesians 3, he began to talk about it. And then the great Apostle Paul who knew how to put words together. I mean, how many of the books were written by the great Apostle? Ran out of words. Just trying to describe him. He couldn't even begin. Enormous value. The greatest gift ever given. Cost more than we could ever know. And yet it was given to each of us freely. It costs you and I simply our faith, giving our lives to Him. Many times when things get, when we receive things that are precious, of enormous value, we want to keep, you know, if something's really costly, we put it in sacred places. We, you know, the china cabinet, right? When people come and they might break a dish, we don't pull out our best chinaware. We pull out those plastic plates because we keep the expensive stuff away from them. But my point number four is we need to give it away. It's of enormous value, but it's meant to be given away. The gift you've been given is meant to give it away. Hmm. Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give. than So as good as it was to get this great gift, it's even better to give it away. <laughs> it's even better to give it away. I don't know if you've re-gifted anything. So don't put your hand up. If you've re-gifted any gifts... You know what I mean by that? You got a gift. Maybe it's two of them. Maybe you didn't like it. Uh, You got a gift. Maybe you're allergic to it. Whatever. And so without, you know, maybe you kept it wrapped or whatever and you just kept it and you gave it to somebody you thought would appreciate it. So you re-gifted a gift. Re-gifted. I've done it. You've re-gifted a gift. Um, He wants us to re-gift it. (laughs) When I receive the gift of eternal life, when I receive Jesus, his son, of enormous value, it is wonderful but he wants me to give that gift away. Don't keep it to myself. Don't hold on to it. That's why we need to get together and talk and be out there. We need to give the gift away. It's a gift that ought to be given to others. It's not my gift to hold. It's not my gift just to receive. The shepherds on that Christmas day in Luke 2.17, I think, realized it. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds... The shepherds knew, we can keep this to ourselves, or 
this is something we have to give away. It's not up to me to keep this. I have to be adamant in declaring this gift, talking about the gift, sharing this gift with others. And whatever means, it's not just verbally, but it is an expression of myself. It's in my helping others too. It's in my coming alongside. I have a gift that's been given priceless to give away to others. Let's give it away. It's a gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. It's indescribable. And number five, it enriches the life of everyone who gets it. I have not found one sold-out Jesus Christian in all the years of me walking with God, I've not found one person who's been sold out to Jesus who said that since they got saved, their life was worse than it was before. I've not found one sold-out believer for Jesus who ever said that. I've heard those who have said, yeah, I've walked away from God. I've seen those. I've talked with those. But they were never sold out. But those who were sold out to Jesus have never come back and said, my life is worse now than it was before. Because God's gift of salvation enriches all those who receive it. It enriched the lives of the shepherds that day. And I want to invite you, it will enrich your life too. You will see answers to prayer. You will see blessings on your family. You'll be given a purpose for getting up in the morning. You will be given talents and abilities that are beyond you and your family heritage. You'll be gifted, some of you, with long life. Some of you here may live to be over a hundred. You'll be gifted with hands that will do miraculous things. Others of you have been gifted with voices that will declare his praise. Others will be gifted with rhythm and timing on instruments, and he will bless that and release it. Others will be gifted with creative minds that will be able to take the body of Christ in places that we could only dream to be able to take the body of Christ. And on and on, it enriches the life of everyone who gets it. In Luke chapter 2, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen, had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told because they realized their life would never be the same that day on because they experienced the gift. Forever those shepherd, those shepherd men, lives were changed. Such is the same response to all who embrace the gift of the Christ child. Jesus walks with me every day. I'm not alone. Deuteronomy 31 The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm going to speak that over your life again. Let me do it again. The Lord himself goes before you, ahead of you, so you're not going into brand new territory, and will be with you. Only he can do that. Only he can go ahead and he can be with He will never leave you, nor forsake you. So why say this? So stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. And stop losing courage. Gird yourself up with courage. The Lord is with you. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for so great a gift of salvation. 
I thank you, God, that you are a gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. Lord, I pray today that, Lord, if there's any who are in the hearing of my voice, either today on December the 18th or watching or hearing this later, that, God, we have not experienced what it is to unwrap this gift. We have not begun. Maybe at one time we thought we had, but the gift has eluded us. Lord, if we gain anything this Christmas, it's that we come into a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. God, that's my prayer. I pray it's many of our prayers today. So, Lord, take us to that place, a deeper relationship, an abiding relationship, that we would be called sons and daughters of the Most High. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to invite anybody who is here this morning, who's watching online. First of all, if you've not received that gift, for all who've received it, for all who believe in his name, to them, they become sons and daughters of God. You've not done that then I invite you, don't don't walk out these doors without doing it. Do it. It's by faith you receive. You just, with your mouth and your heart, you profess, Jesus is Lord. Lord, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. I surrender my life to Jesus today. I choose today to be a disciple of Christ. I receive that gift. And if you've not done that today, do it. Do it. I'm just going to pray for you. And in your heart, you just pray the prayer. Believe it. And today, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Today, you begin an incredible journey of unwrapping the gift of life for the rest of your life. So, Father, I pray that God, the individuals who are here, know whether or not they're in right standing with you. And you know, and that's what's important. So Lord, those who would just now profess Christ as Lord, who surrender their hearts, their lives, and ask you to forgive them of their sins, that they might be a son and daughter of the living God, receive them to themselves, yourself, Lord, even this moment. Let this be a day, again, the angels will rejoice. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth to those individuals, peace, peace will be given. Let it be this day. And Lord, we want to continue to unwrap you and to give you away to the world around us. This next seven days, help us to proclaim Christ. Help us with our loved ones, our families, our sons and our daughters, our grandchildren, brothers and sisters, moms and dads, aunts and uncles and cousins, our friends, our co-workers, however that might be, Christmas parties. God, wherever the setting might be, our neighbors across the street, Lord, Help us, God, to give away the gift that you gave us, the compassion, the love, the words of Christ. This day, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit 
auroracornerstone.ca.